I don't care if it's $10, $15, $25, $50, Texas Roadhouse, Olive Garden, Subway, Dairy Queen, a gas card. I don't care. But grab one of those cards and then take it home, put a little note with it, and say, Pastor, hey, we love you. We're so grateful for you. I thought of you today and wanted to bless you. You do that. I guarantee your pastor. A thousand percent. Well, a thousand percent guarantee your pastor will feel the love. The Bless Your Pastor movement empowers congregations to think creatively about how to care for their pastors. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, we're going to visit with Brian Kluth. He is traveling all across the great United States, the fruited plain, (laughs) and he made his way here to Memphis, Tennessee. Brian, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint and Bot Radio Network. Hey, welcome to be with you and your listeners. And we want to love on you and encourage you today and bless you so that you can become a blessing to your pastor and church staff because they really, really need it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We were just praying before and just thinking about, you know, the hardships and the challenges that our pastors have, Mm. even sometimes court challenges to try to close their doors. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a tough 18 months on pastors. You know, know, being a pastor is challenging any time, but the last 18 months have been more difficult than ever uh, because every decision they made, think about this, every decision a pastor made those last 18 months, somebody was mad or multiple people were mad. I was with one pastor just this weekend is preaching at his church, and he said, Brian, he said, you wouldn't believe the hate mail, the emails, the voicemails. Uh, We had to make some decisions, and people were angry at me and at us. But we had other people say, if you'd have made the other decision, we would have been screaming at you. So it's really been a tough time, and pastors need your love and support and affirmation more than ever. You have a little mobile home out in our parking <laughs> we lot. We do. <laughs> you literally have been traveling across the U.S. You said how many cities? Uh, we're going to over 100 cities in an RV motorhome, and my wife is the driver. <laughs> she <laughs> she doesn't, doesn't trust you. She doesn't like my driving. <laughs> you know what? I don't blame her. I don't like my driving either. So she's willing to drive. And we went to boy, 50 cities in the Midwest and East Coast this this summer, and now we're in the fall, and we're going to 30 cities in the south, and God willing, we'll go to western states next year. But just wanted to you know, get on the airwaves and talk about blessing pastors. It's, it's Pastor Appreciation Month. It's Thanksgiving time. It's Christmas time. All these seasons are a great time for Christians and churches to step up and love on their pastor and staff. Okay, you are the national spokesperson for NAE Financial Health. That's correct. And what's the relationship between that and Bless Your Pastor movement? That's a grant-funded program. We have, I've developed online training for church boards and pastors and spouses to improve their financial health for the couple, the pastor couple, and the generosity of churches uh, with our training materials. That's all free, all grant-funded. But part of that program is the Bless Your Pastor effort, and that's a standalone program where we provide free materials for Christians and churches to creatively love and bless their pastor. And that's all available at blessyourpastor.org. And it's uh, very simple to do, but it's uh, a great way to really think about how you can bless your pastor. And I wrote a little fly 
flyer called 50 Way, Over 50 Ways to Bless Your Pastor and Staff. And we're going to talk about some of those as we continue our conversation, Brian, throughout this Mid-South Viewpoint program. We have traditionally, of course, at Bot Radio Network, have always honored and appreciate our pastors. I host a weekly program called Pastors Forum just to highlight the ministry of pastors, really to help our listeners know that, hey, pastors are real people, too. You know, they have some of the same issues and challenges that we all have as families. Of course, October is the uh, national movement to appreciate pastors, as you've already mentioned. So we just really can't thank them enough, can we? You're right. And yet, you know, the Bible calls us in, in 1 Thessalonians 5.12. Listen to this verse. We are to show our deep appreciation for those who minister among us. Not just say it, but to show it. In Galatians 6.6, 6, says we are to share all good things with those who instruct us. So for Christians, we're called by God, not just the church board, not just the church budget, but as Christians, we're called by God to show our personal appreciation to ministers and to think about the good things in our life and to share them with those who instruct us. And that's what the Bless Your Pastor is all about, is helping Christians to be able to do that and to be able to do it church-wide with all the families across the church through practical, creative ideas, and then taking up an appreciation offering. And then listen to this. When your church uses the Bless Your Pastor materials, we have a $100 gift card to send your pastor. We have a million dollars in money to give away to pastors, $100 at a time, just because your church did the easy as one, two, three to bless your pastor. Well, a great appreciation to show, hey, pastor, we love you. We care about you. Let's back up if we can, Brian, and talk about your earliest memory of the pastor who influenced you most in your early life. And let's talk about your journey with Christ and, yeah. and, and where that pastor played a role. Can you think about that first pastor who played a role that you looked up to that maybe invested in you most? Yeah, thank you. That's a, No one's ever asked me that question before, but for me, I came to Christ at the age of 21, and I had a wonderful conversion. I went from darkness to light. I did a 180-degree turn. God took me from being a taker to making me a joyful giver. So early on, a fellow named Stuart Briscoe was a pastor in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was from England, and uh, he had a, he ministered the Word in a wonderful way. It uh, really taught me to have a love for God, a love for His Word, and he traveled the globe. He was a pastor, but he also traveled the globe, and I think he was a real model for me. I've been to 50 countries in my life. I've been to every state in this union over these years, and I just love to go and serve Christ uh, and by serving others and ministering the Word wherever I go. So, yeah, I think he was a big, big influence Stuart on me. Stuart Briscoe. Yeah. I mean, that is a name that's solid in the faith. Oh, absolutely. You know, yes. And his wife. His wife was a better preacher than he was, <laughs> Joe Briscoe. <laughs> but your journey and career in life has been mainly as a layperson. Is that correct? Well, it was a layperson, but at the age of 45, God called me to become a pastor. Now, I never planned to be a pastor, but at 45, God says, I want you to be a pastor. And the Lord opened the door for me to become a pastor. I went to Colorado Springs, uh, First Evangelical Free Church there, and I had the privilege of being a pastor for 10 years there, but I took a $70,000 pay cut to become a pastor at 45 with a young family. My children were three, five, and seven, and we moved them from where we were living in the Midwest to Colorado and started pastoring, but they loved me well. They loved my family well. Even when my wife had eight years of a cancer journey before she went to heaven, uh, our church was a wonderful part of loving and caring for us. And that's really where the Bless Your Pastor started was I experienced the love of God's people so well, I wanted to spread that idea to others. 
you giving that testimony there, Brian, your wife suffering with cancer, yeah. these are issues that pastors often deal with with their children. You may be a wayward child, oh, yeah. you know, who's gotten off into a lifestyle of drugs or just wants to totally forsake Christ and the ministry of the church. Absolutely. You know, even in my own family, there was some huge challenges and issues we faced with my wife and my children. But, you know, there were loving people around us that really walked with us and loved us and cared for us in the journey. And I'm so, so grateful for all of those people that invested in our lives and family. You know, every pastor has difficult people to deal with. Uh, we call them, at my church, we call them EGR people, extra grace required. <laughs> oh, that that's an EGR person. But, you know, I could deal with the EGR difficult people, the extra grace required people, when I knew I had people that were praying for me and loved me. And that's what's needed these days. You know, the pastors that have people really angry with them, and that's hard, okay? But you can deal with that when you know you have a lot of other people that really love you and support you. And that's why it's so important to show your appreciation and share good things with your pastor and the spouse and the children and the staff, because then when they feel that love, they can deal with the hard times and the difficult people. I, I like to say you can become Jesus with skin on yes. in the life of your pastor. You know, Brian, I was thinking too, pastors and their families often live in fishbowls. Yeah. And it's so easy to be easily judged or if your kids aren't just doing everything perfect, you know, you get blamed for it. It's just living life, you yeah. know, in front of people. Tell me about some of those experiences for you as you were pastoring. Did you feel like you had somebody within the congregation that could be a trusted friend? I guess that's a difficult thing for many pastors. How much can I open up and be vulnerable? How transparent can I be among these people and them still accept me? Yeah. You know, it, it's a, I like to say that most pastors have to suffer in silence, especially financially. Most people don't realize that pastors work 50 to 70 hours a week. Their wife might add 20 or 30 hours a week. A lot of times they're not paid well, receive no retirement, no health care, no benefits, but they can't talk to anybody about it. If they if they bring it up, it feels like it's self-serving. They they feel like, you know, it's they just can't do it. They can't talk about their struggles. So it's very helpful when you do have someone in your congregation that kind of cares for a pastor on a very practical level or advocates for the pastor. Uh, even like with this Bless Your Pastor movement at my church, my pastor said, Brian, I don't want to know anything about this, but I want, you know, you do it and you organize it and you make it happen. And we did, and we were able to get, raise $5,000 for a pastor and our staff and able to bless them and love on them and care for them. But it took someone to advocate for the pastor and the staff. Yeah. And, and so that's what the Bless Your Pastor movement's all about is, is laity and, and leaders advocating for pastors and staff and using the free materials to really bless them and creatively love them because pastors cannot talk about these things freely or no. easily. Yep. They, they often suffer in silence. Well, I want to continue to unfold more about Bless Your Pastor, but there's something else that's kind of intriguing me. Years ago, Charles Corolt was a reporter for CBS, and he had a program called On the Road with Charles Corolt, and he would travel in his little bus or van and go around and meet people. And you've been doing this. You and your wife have been yes. traveling and meeting people. What are you discovering about the church in America as you travel? What I'm discovering is that it's resilient, all right? The church is strong. God's always at work, and God's still on the throne. 
But these have been challenging times to not have people in the building, to have to have people that'll stay home. I heard of one uh, church just last week, a pastor had to be buried five people in his church from COVID. In the lifetime of that church, decades of that church, they probably never had five people pass away. And so these are times of loss and, and mourning and sadness and sometimes anger. But every, wherever we're going, the churches and pastors and leaders are doing the best they can to try to navigate through the COVID challenges and the government regulations and guidelines and the people that, you know, anti-vaxxer, pro-vaxxer, you know, I have a line I've been using lately. You know, some of my friends are, are against the vaccine and some of my friends are for the vaccine and me, I'm for my friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's got, has to make decisions and give people the grace to make the decisions they need to make, but love your friends and love your pastor and give a lot of grace in these times because it's needed. It's really, really needed. Give grace at these times. (laughs) It is so important. And especially, we have to learn to give grace to our pastors. That's something we've got to continually do. The Bless Your Pastor movement we're talking about is, of course, it's focusing right now as we're talking about the month of October. But this is an ongoing thing. You're not just trying to say, hey, bless your pastor in October. No, no. You're you're trying to create an environment where pastors bless throughout the year. Absolutely. The 50 ways list are things you can do throughout the year. One of them is how to pray for your pastor. So there's a list of how to pray, and that list got developed because Pat Hardiman, a woman in my church, in her 80s, she came to me and said, Pastor, I pray for you every day, and I want to know how to pray for you. And so we developed a list. And so I'm going to look at the list right now. How to faithfully pray. Pray for my intimacy as a pastor. Pray for his intimacy with God. Marital love and unity. Spiritual protection. Divine guidance. Emotional and physical well-being. Parenting skills. Genuine friendships. Daily wisdom, etc., etc. There are specific prayers you can pray for your pastor. These are just important ideas on what can you do to care and love and support them. Is that on your website? This is the 50 Ways list, yeah. On the website? Yeah. BlessYourPastor.org. It's just a download. It's in Spanish and English. Spanish and English. It's a PDF. Download that list of 50 ways, and you look at how do you pray for them, but how can you support them with your abilities? How can you support them financially? There's lots of great ideas. Most churches say, uh, when they see the list, they're like, wow, these are awesome ideas. I've never thought of all these things that could be done to love my pastor. And when people see it, well, one pastor told me, he said, Brian, it was like a wildfire of love and generosity. <laughs> when people got that list, they started loving us like we've never been loved before. He said, it was amazing what God did through the people when they got that list. It just started a wildfire of love. <laughs> I love <laughs> hey, it. Hey, may we start a, lo- a wildfire of love in your church and in your heart. A wildfire of love. Wouldn't that be great? That would be awesome, Brian. <laughs> what are some more of the unusual ways that you don't typically think about how you can bless your pastor? Well, the one, okay, everybody listening, you can do this. This is so easy. And I guarantee you 1,000% your pastor will feel loved and blessed. You're going through the line, the gas station, the Walmart, the grocery store. You look over off to the side and there's a rack of gift cards, all right? A rack of gift cards. Pick one up. I don't care if it's $10, $15, $25, $50, Texas Roadhouse, Olive Garden, Subway, Dairy Queen, a gas card. I don't care. 
But grab one of those cards and then take it home, put a little note with it, and say, Pastor, hey, we love you. We're so grateful for you. I thought of you today and wanted to bless you. You do that. I guarantee your pastor. A thousand percent. <laughs> well, a thousand percent guarantee your pastor will feel the love. And even a Bible study group. So my church, all of us decided to have a gift card party one of, one of our Bible study nights in someone's home. We all bought gift cards, and then we brought cards, uh, a card for each staff member, and all of us signed the gift card to the staff member, and then I took, and we divvied up, we divvied up the gift cards in a staff meeting, and they felt loved and blessed. So you can even do this personally as a family, yourself, you can do it with a Sunday school class, you can do it with a home group, but just get some gift cards and love on your pastor, and they'll feel the love. They will definitely feel the love, and I encourage our friends to make sure you do that. Go to the website, Bless Your pastor.org so you can get these great ideas and also those prayer ways that you can pray for your pastor specifically. It's a good thing. Let's talk about the brains behind this whole process. Whose idea was this originally? Well, I guess it's my idea. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought we can, of blame, those. we can blame you. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go back even further. The Bible says it is God who works in you both to will and to do your good pleasure. So, if that's the case, it was God's idea that He planted in my heart that I would write this list that people all over the country, all over the world, could bless their pastor. So I'm going to give the credit to God, but he happened to do it through this vessel <laughs> uh, and uh, and put it in my heart to come up with this list. And my spiritual gift in life is list making. I don't know if that's in the Bible or not, but... You and my uh, wife have the same gift there, Brian. <laughs> She's constantly making lists. Yes, I'm a list maker. So I came up with 50 ways, over 50 ways to bless your pastor, but it was based on what I experienced. It was based on real people, what they did for me when I was a pastor, what they did for my spouse and for my children. That was where these ideas came from. Let's stop here a second. Let's talk about the spouses of pastors, because again, we talk about that fish tank, you know. (laughs) They sometimes feel so isolated, Mm -hmm. and they don't always feel loved. And sometimes there might be groups of ladies meeting, and new pastor and his wife come, and she feels so isolated and doesn't necessarily feel like a part of how has your wife dealt with the process of being a pastor's wife? Now, the wife you're traveling with. She's my current wife. Your current wife, but she wasn't with I'm, you in the pastor. Right. Yeah. My first wife went to heaven in 2010 at the age of 54 after an eight-year cancer journey. And she used to tell people she lived at the big C. And they would say, oh, you have cancer. She said, oh, I have cancer, but that's not my big C. And they would say, well, what's your big C? And she'd say, Christ. Christ is my big C, and he helps me manage my small C of cancer. She was a wonderful woman. She had great advice from a, there was a woman that was a pastor's wife for 60 years. And when my wife became a pastor's wife at 45, and she'd never done that before, and I had never been a pastor before, she came and said, sweetheart, she said, you, you know, come to this church and you start meeting people and you decide how you want to serve the Lord with your gifts and abilities. Don't let anybody tell you what you're supposed to do as a pastor's wife. So my wife really felt blessed when 
that woman did that for her. And my wife was a wonderful singer and loved children and loved hospitality. And my wife thrived in her in her 10 years as a pastor's wife. So blessed. Uh, and, and we had such a wonderful congregation. But that was good advice she was giving. Yes. Hey, you be the best person God wants you to be. Don't let anyone tell you what you have to do. Brian, bless your pastor is not limited to the senior pastor. You alluded to other staff members to be blessed, too. Yeah, exactly. So we the $100 gift card that we have to give your pastor, if you do the three steps in the Bless Your Pastor program, that's just for senior pastor. But the flyer says creative ways to bless your pastor and staff. So like in my church, we took up an appreciation offering every Christmas. And when I first went to my church, they said, oh, that's just for you, that appreciation offering. I said, well, I'm not the only one that works hard around here. Let's take that offering up for all of our staff. And so while I was a senior pastor for 10 years, every Christmas, all of our staff, we were given an offering from the congregation. It was divided up. But everybody got between six hundred and thirteen hundred dollars at Christmas time, you know. And when you don't make a lot of money, that that makes your Christmas. You can travel and see yeah. family. You can buy gifts. You know, Brian. A majority of pastors who fill pulpits across America, many are bivocational pastors. You yes. know, they're working a full time job outside the ministry. Not everyone has that privilege, if you will, where they're covered financially totally. Right. Their insurance is covered. We have a young pastor here. He has to pay self-employment tax. And so, you know, he works a little bit here to be able to offset some of that Social Security there. These are things that many don't think about that pastors have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why this movement is so important, because here's the idea. So let's say you're a mechanic. Offer to fix your pastor's car, or you're a doctor or dentist. Clean their teeth or t- give them medical care. You know, you you have a teenager, you know, send your teenager to cut their grass. <laughs> uh, you know, they're working 70 hours a week. They don't have time to always cut their grass. Uh, we had have friends that would come and help us out. Someone came and helped us paint our kitchen. We had people give us frequent flyer points so we could go to some conferences. When my wife was sick and could no longer fly, someone gave us the use of their RV so we could travel as a family and see my wife's families and friends before she died. But it was someone gave us an RV. Mm. Other people gave us the use of their vacation home. These practical, creative things make all the difference in the world. One pastor recently, and he left a good-paying job, became a pastor, and they couldn't afford to go on vacation anymore. And he had a family of three or four children. But every January 1st, a couple called him and said, we have a beautiful vacation home in the mountains. What nine days do you want in the coming year? And they offered him the vacation home every year for 25 years. And the guy said, we had a vacation because of that one family offered their vacation home. He wept when he told me. He said, Brian, we would have never had those vacations. It was one couple, one Christian couple that had a vacation home that let us use it. And he cried telling me the story. And he said, I'm so grateful to God for that couple and what they did for us for 25 years in a row. Oh, Brian, that is so wonderful. You have other stories. I do. Yeah, (laughs) so many stories. Real quick one. There was uh, a church uh, leaders found out that the pastor had student loans and nobody knew that. And they said, well, you can't afford to pay your student loans on the little bit we pay you. And he said, I know I'm struggling. And they said, why didn't you tell us when we hired you that you had student loans? And he said, you didn't ask me. (laughs) And so they said, well, you can't afford that. And he goes, you're right. And they took up an appreciation offering. They paid off his student loans. Oh, my. Can you imagine the weight off of a young pastor couple that's, you know, paying two, three hundred dollars a month when they're making very little and suddenly that is gone forever? Can you imagine how that would endear that 
couple to that congregation and that congregation to that couple, how much love they would feel. That's incredible. I'd love to see that happen all over America. Yes. Most young pastors are sitting on student loans they can't afford, but it would take a congregation to say, you know what? We're going to take up an offering because there are people that have surplus, yeah, yeah. and they do love their pastor, and they're yeah. willing to give. And they just need a reason to give. So that wouldn't that be cool of just all over the country, all over Memphis and around, oh, around this my. region, yes. young pastors suddenly had their student loans wiped out because people love them that much. Wow, Brian, that's, that's great. Okay, you've been stoking the fire for the last half hour, and you're getting people, they're getting excited. Yes. They're saying, I want to bless my pastor. So what are the first steps? What do our listeners need to do to begin to bless their pastor? It's very simple. Go to blessyourpastor.org. Get the PDF, Spanish or English, or you can sign up to get the PDF, and then look it over. You're going to get the 50 ways list, over 50 ways to bless your pastor or bless your pastor and staff. Look that over and ask God, what can you do? All right, that's just what you can do. Then pass that information along, the one, two, three information, to a leader in your church, not to your pastor. You can't give this to your pastor. He can't ask for this. So give it to a leader and let the leader run with it. And the leader will work with other leaders or the church staff, like the office staff. And all they have to do is get out that 50 ways list, you know, email, mail it out, hand it out, whatever they want to do, take up the offering or give a bonus, honor them publicly. They can do it in October, November, December. And then let us know, and then we'll give your pastor a $100 gift card just because your church did the easy as one, two, three to bless your pastor. Okay, so how would the church get the information to you? They just go to your website and sign up? Yeah, there's, they just go to the website, sign up. But on the website, when once they do the three steps, there's a blessyourpastor.org slash gift card. And once you do the three steps, you just notify us. And you give us your name and your pastor's name, and then we send the $100 gift card once the church does all three steps. You're giving away a million dollars worth of gift cards. <laughs> a million dollars. I mean, you got a million dollars? Oh, we got a million dollars. We were given a million dollars, and the rule was we had to give it all the way to pastors. And they said, you can come up with how to do it. So I thought we could give a million dollars to one pastor, or we could give $100 to thousands of pastors. Oh. We did the... We did the hundred to thousands. I love that. Okay, so you're here in Memphis for a few days, and where are you heading next? Oh, let's see. We're going to Nashville and Chattanooga and Atlanta and Jacksonville and Miami and Fort Lauderdale and Tampa and Orlando and uh, Louisiana and Texas <laughs> and uh, and Kansas. Uh, we get home in November. Brian, what has been the personal fulfillment for you and the joy that you have been receiving since you began this movement and your participation, traveling, meeting the pastors, trying to get others encouraged and excited about doing this? Yeah, I, I think hearing some of the stories, you know, like that one pastor that said, Brian, here's a wildfire of love broke out for his family. And he said, you know, he was getting tired. He was having a hard time as a pastor. And when he felt all that love from his people, not just in October, but year-round, things that people were doing, he said, you made all the difference in the world. And he said, it kept me in the pastorate. Feeling that love kept me in the pastorate. And uh, and I just think that means so much. But the truth is, it's going to take heaven to find out what God did through with Bless Your Pastor, because there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands of acts of kindness and generosity that are going to happen because people look at a piece of paper with 50 ways, and only God knows all the things that are going to happen with all of that. Brian Kluth, God bless you, my brother. Thank you so much for encouraging our pastors through Bless Your Pastor. Friends, go to the website, 
blessyourpastor.org. Download that PDF file. Get it to the proper people at your church. Let's just go and abundantly bless our pastors. Amen. And get that million dollars out of Brian's pocket, right? <laughs> That's right. That would be great. Well, thank you so much, my friend. For hey, thanks for having me, and thanks for listening. Don't be a hearer of the Word. Be a doer. Go to blessyourpastor.org, get that free material, and bless your pastor. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.